right, here we are. Uh, welcome to P Composers Roundtable episode six. I'm here with Reed, who, no, they just disappeared. Just, Something happened. There we go. He's <laughs> back again. <laughs> Trouble. I'm here with Reed and Simeon. And today I thought we're going to talk about, you know, one of the most important things in any creative endeavor, and that is. Where or how do you get your spark? What do you do? How do you keep it? Do you have any structure? You know, and this actually goes for pretty much, as I said, any um, creative endeavor. But we're going to focus a little bit more on composition today. We'll, we'll see. So uh, I just wanted to mention also some people might have noticed that we are three members now. And that is because one of our members, Matthias, couldn't really continue with this. He had too much other stuff on his plate. We are very sorry to see him go. He was a great member. We really appreciated him, but it just didn't work out for him right now. So we're actually looking for uh, another member. We'll see how that turns out in the future. But for the moment, we are three guys. So hopefully that works for you. So, um, yeah. Anything else you guys wanted to add before I jump in with this huge topic? No, it's good to be here, everybody. Uh, it's been uh, we've been off for a couple of weeks, and uh, I was telling Sam earlier that I'm uh, running Windows 11, and that's oh, yeah. been quite an adventure, uh, but uh, a non-eventful one because it seems like things are running really well. Um, as long as you've got that TPM 2.0 module, you should be good. <laughs> but uh, it's exciting. I think they borrowed a lot from uh, Mac OS and and kind of uh, put some of those things in there. But uh, it's uh, it's really been been interesting to see this, see it develop. But uh, lots TPMO of... TPMO what? TPMO <laughs> the what? Let's not go trusted, there yet, guys. <laughs> yeah, the trusted platform module. It's yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a little, little thing that does uh, encryption keys, and uh, they're trying to really make uh, Windows 11 more secure. But when mm -hmm. they first announced that as a requirement, the price of those modules went up to over 135 150 bucks for like a $15, $20 part. And so I had to wait until the hysteria kind of calmed down. <laughs> Uh, so well, maybe that's uh, something we could we could delve in a little bit in in use. Actually, I, I'm interested in Windows 11 too. If it's something that you yeah. might need or not, seriously. So we can talk about yeah. that then. But uh, let's see. Just wanted to mention also if we have any live viewers. Uh, we love your comments or anything. You have any questions? So feel free to chat away in the chat. And uh, if we notice it, which we probably will, then we might answer it. So. Anyway, let's go ahead with this big topic and how do we start? Well, just asking the questions, where do you get your spark? And and the first thing I wanted to say is that, well, it means so many things for different people. I think it has very different meanings and also how you keep it. So I wanted to see if I can deal this in two sections, so to speak. For me personally, I know this is different for everybody. For me, there is cultivating the spark and then letting it happen. That's sort of how I divide it into two different things. And we can say the first thing, letting it happen. That in some way for me the, is the more romantic, you know, creative flow, sort of God speaking through you, if you want to put it in religious terms. Uh, there's nothing you can really sort of do while it's, while it's there. It happens by itself. I mean, in a way, I'm going to talk more about that later. But that's sort of what I mean. That creative flow that just comes to you 
you're out walking and you get that amazing idea and you just, that's the song I want to write or paint or film or whatever you want to do. And it's clear to you. And in a way, yeah, that's the spark for me, uh, the creativity, the flow. And I would like to say, a, a lot of people, I think, say that, well, you can't do anything about that. It's just it comes or it doesn't. And when it comes, you got to be ready and you got to capture it. So I'm not against that idea. But personally, I haven't done that really. I mean, those sparks have, hap have happened to me and I have used them. You know, oh, I got that idea and, and I tried to capture it and I tried to really just stay open to it. But lately, and I don't know if it is because I have a family and three kids and lots of things to do, it's it's almost like, you know, I say when you have a, a, it's like when you love, you know, when you meet a person the first time, you have time for them, you're spontaneous, you pick them out, you know, sex is great, probably, uh, hopefully, and, you know, you take them everywhere and it just feels love is happening by itself. There's nothing you can do, you don't want to force it, right? But when you've been married for a while or been with someone for a long time, they, it, it demands some effort, actually. It sounds really not so fun. And I'm sure you guys know this much more than I do, but it's just, and you might have different opinions, but my experience is that you need to sort of work at it. You have a plan, a structure. And so that's a little bit more what I'm coming to without destroying the spark. So lately for me, it's really been all about building a support structure, I can call it. Structure, you might disagree in that word, but hopefully you understand what I mean. Sort of a, a support for me so that I can pay attention to the spark and when it happens, I'm all there, ready to go. And yeah. also that support for me is actually building the spark muscle, as I call it. Just the mm. way as I work out my body uh, when I do to build stronger muscle, I have to do that every day. Uh, if I want to get better, I have a better body. I have to take care of my body. If um, I do that every day, and I haven't done it for a while, it's going to suck for two, three weeks. You know, especially now I'm 45, I'm not super old, but I'm starting to feel that it doesn't come back so quickly. But then as I keep going, it's easier and more fun to go back to my workout. And this is how it works for me with creating as well. And so I have a structure and support, which I can talk more about in a while, but just wanted to say that long, long intro yeah. here, that <laughs> it, for me, it's a sort of a practice to support that creativity so I get access to it easier. So I'll start there and see if you guys have any questions about that before I continue on rambling here. <laughs> well, what is your structure? What is it that you do to keep things moving, to, to create that flow? Yes. Uh, great. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I do. Um, and I've noticed myself, it's not just focusing on the craft, it's actually focusing on my whole life. For me, in a way, uh, what I love so to do the most is really to create music or create things, actually, but music is the one and sound that I have noticed that I like the most. So in a way, I could say, to simplify this, one of my sort of main goals in life or what, what that's pushing me forward is doing this, like creating music. And so I'm aligning my whole life in order to sort support that in a way. I'm aligning my life to support other things too. But since that is such a 
pulling factor in my life that really makes sense to me, then I make sure, sure that how I eat and sleep and all that stuff supports this activity. So, so I just wanted to say that. So it, there's a lot of stuff I think about, but we can start with one. Yeah, the, yep, the whole time that I'm that I'm, that I'm listening to you talk, I I have a picture of a of a bonfire, and so um, and you you think of the elements that create a bonfire. So you have you have the fuel, uh, the wood, you have the the ignition, uh, and you have to have oxygen to keep the keep that fire going. So, like you were mentioning, marriage uh, coming up uh, Monday. Monday, it's on Monday. Uh, Thirty, uh, be celebrating thirty-five years with uh, with my my precious Debbie. And uh, I met her on a Sunday and had the spark. And eight days later, I asked her to marry me. <laughs> and the next thirty-five years have been a, a beautiful history of um, of you know. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of a uh, lot of day to day. But you're right; it does take work. Just like you cannot have let let's say you're in Siberia and you've got to keep the fire going. Well, you've got to have the fuel, you've got to have the flue open, and you've got to have you've got to maintain that. And so that's that that's those the the elements of it. And like what you're saying, you can't have a um, you can't have a fire if you're not there. If you're not present, if you don't have the wood, and we're kind of like the wood, we are we are we are consuming ourselves in the art and the uh, the dreams and the productions and uh, the videos and the arrangements. That is what we are. Cons- that is what is consuming our life force or whatever you want to call it. We are we are giving our lives uh, into that, and so. Um, you can't. You've got to take care of yourself, and that's 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 a great. So, uh, it's interesting. I I just see all these uh, all these word pictures in my mind. But uh, yeah, you got to keep the fire healthy, uh, or it'll die, and that's that, that's not that's no good. <laughs> yeah, but great. Uh, what do you think? What, what do you think? I'm yeah. just thinking. I'm not like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We're, we're, that, that's not a problem. Yeah. We, we want to hear s- several uh, that's versions. That's what makes so, it so, interesting. So that's, that's not a problem. But uh, I, I did want to say, just uh, to sort of plug a little bit, that I'm actually creating a course about what I'm talking about soon. <laughs> no, but I am. Of course. I am. Of course. <laughs> no, but the reason is, it's not just because I'm trying to sell something here. It's because for me, it's... I'm working on this still to find out what really works, and I, I will give some details soon, that I thought, well, I think that some people can really benefit from this. Because not everybody, obviously, we are very different here, but I know a lot of people like me, and they struggle a lot with the creativity, not the spark, but to actually get something to happen. And, and so I think there's a lot of wasted potential there, if you are like me, if you fit that. So I really think uh, it would be nice for more people to, to see a specific work structure uh, for composition. But anyway, I'm not going to plug that too much. But I, I did want to say, for example, there are several tools that I work. Uh, for example, we talk about meditation, so I can have a nice meditation app. But I also have my phone on me, so if I take a walk, if I go anywhere and the spark comes, I try to immediately record it. You know, I just sing it, basically. Or I do some sounds or, or whatever that I can remember later. For me, that's been one of the most important uh, tools to have some kind of a recorder. And since we, most of us have phones on us, I just really recommend that. So you just, oh, got that. Because then later, if I come home, I uh, most of the time I've forgotten it because I'm in a different state. So 
that's been something uh, really important to me. But uh, for me, what really has worked is that I have found out, not just in terms of my family, because I have to take that into account too, but also when do I like the most to write music? And it has just turns out that it, for me, it's in the morning for many reasons. I can definitely uh, compose in a night and I do if, if, if I get something, I get an idea, but I try to more have a habit of doing in the morning because my mind is clear, I'm less tired, I have more interesting ideas. So I've looked at my day, I looked at the hours and see when, when does it work the best. And it's not because to be rigid or something, it has to be this way. No, it's more like when, what are the hours that I notice support me best? Well, then I'll try that. So I've noticed, does it support me better if I do a little of uh, workout before? Yes, it does. I have more energy. So I do that. I don't have to do it. I just do it because it supports me. I've noticed even things how I eat, you know, it does sound very picky, but it's not just because of composition, it's in general what makes me feel better. So I've done that as well. I've also noticed that if I sit too long at my computer, this is a biggie for me, it took many years to understand this, I get completely brain damaged. Now I get so tired that I often can't or don't want to compose for days afterwards. So I have put a limit or a good indicator. If you go over this time, be careful, you know, unless it's a deadline or something. I've also noticed that if I sit longer than 45 minutes straight, I usually must have a break. I even do shorter breaks and You mentioned an app earlier uh, uh, that helps you with that. Um, an app, What was yes. the name of that again? Oh, there are many of them, actually. Um, I, I don't... The one that exists for both Mac and PC is called Cold Turkey. It's funny because it really, it's very powerful and you can set it in many ways and you can take control of your computer and just like, you can't do anything else than what you wanted to, if that's what you need. There is all, you can also just use a timer, you know, just 25 minutes. There is something called, a, something called the Pomodoro Technique. You can look that up. There are free apps anywhere that basically just sets the time for you and then tells you to take a you know, stretch or take a five-minute Yeah, I break. probably would need the cold turkey because I would <laughs> find a way to get around the timer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that says, exactly. no, you cannot come in for the next 20 minutes. And, and it's so, very difficult um, because I am such a workaholic. So when that timer chimes, I'm often like, no, I got to finish, you know. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But, but it's well, honey, honey, in the long be five more, Yeah, I promise, five more minutes. And but, then an hour goes by, honey, yeah. hello, yeah. you know, okay, uh, 10 minutes. Uh, but it know, drains me. Gotta, Everybody's different here. Everybody's different yeah. here, so I'm not saying you should do this, but personally, I've noticed if I take those breaks, I'm so much clearer and happier by the end of the day. And I produce oh, yeah. better stuff. I have a clearer mind and it's easier to focus. So that's why I do it. It's not because yeah. I have to be rigid and do follow thing. It's just that I've, through the years, discovered that this is a good support structure for me. So, and I will continue to discover these things. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Reed, you said you were different. How, yeah. how, let, let's, I want to hear more about that. Yeah. What do you think about all of this? <laughs> it's just very easy for me. So I can't relate it all to people. I read stuff where there'll be a, a thread in a forum where people say, I'm stuck. I don't know how to write and I, I can't do anything. And I've been sitting here for days mm. and I'm not like that. I, um, I don't have to ever write anything. But if I sit down at my guitar or if I sit down at the piano and uh, 
it's actually hard for me to work on the things I'm supposed to be working on because I'll immediately start doodling up another song that will interest me more. So I get distracted. I, the hard thing for me is to take a melody, take a piece of music, and I'll have the whole thing built. The, you know, so when I say I'll have a song, I'll have all the chorus, I'll have the verses, the chorus, the middle part, but, and I've got a hundred of these or more on my hard drive, but I don't finish them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's my problem. The mm-hmm. spark part about coming up with something that I really like, it's, it's very painless for me, but I'm not in a professional situation except for with my own videos where I have to write something because there's a deadline. I'm not working. I've never worked for anybody else. Well, I've done that once where I had to come up with uh, a score for somebody. But so because it's just play, for me, it's like talking. It's like I can always think of a sentence, you know, I can always talk. And uh, so it's just hard for me to think. And I, I would imagine, Simeon, it's hard for me to think that I could go to you and you would be sitting in front of the piano and I couldn't just say, Simeon, play something you've never played. And you go, oh, I can't. I think you could. I think that you just like the piano and the piano likes you and you're just very comfortable when you're fing- I mean am I am I right in this or or well, do sometimes it, you feel it, like you're fighting the piano it brings flashbacks of when I was younger and we had the piano in the living room and company would come over and mom would always eventually say hey honey why don't you play something and I would just freeze I would I would freeze it's the self-doubt um, and so um, I, I love what you're talking about when, when you say, you know, it's the play. Uh, that's, that's what opens the door to all of these things. But it was like, it's like just the fact that you asked me to do it, sometimes it does create like a, um, a the, the, the fire door goes down or something goes down uh, because, um, man, yeah, that's, that's a scary thing sometimes, uh, and especially when you're in a group of, a larger group of people. It's, it's actually easier for me to just uh, sit and noodle uh, here by myself. It's, it's kind of, a, it's, it's odd, but, but the, fa- the, the fact of somebody asking you causes my brain to kind of go, ah, in well, another take realm. The, take the ask out of it. Yeah. Let's say you're sitting alone in your studio, nobody's asking you anything. And you just sit down and, you know, there's no stress. There's nothing like that. I bet you can play something in a relaxed environment like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and but I he's do, still being asked, though, by his wife. So I understand what you're saying, Reed, and you, you're you right. <laughs> you are right. I just, uh, I, I feel, um, I, I wonder if we're, I don't think we're talking about different things. Because I understand what you're saying. I am fortunate also to create music very easily. I come up with ideas all the time. I really do. And then we might be different in terms of, uh, I don't know, maybe we should call it confidence or whatever. But there's also the pressure, I mean, pressure of earning money or pressure of the deadline or the pressure of the wife. And if you don't have that at all, yeah, I noodle all the time. And it's fun. And that comes. But uh, you, I think this is related, though, because you say you don't finish your songs. 
And for me, creativity is what I talk about, the spark. That's the beginning that gets started. The productivity, I mean, I'm simplifying this, is finishing something. And in yeah. a way, the support structure I'm talking about is really a support for both. Uh, maybe towards productivity a little bit, actually. So I actually have a deadline. I, I got to do this within, you know, three weeks or whatever I have. I, I just said something arbitrarily or now. So, yeah, anyway. But what do you think about that? Well, Ray? the spark is kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Spark is just yeah. like a spark. Boom, there it is. And that's, then the... You know... Yeah. yeah but I, and I then think the, that's and, it. Yeah. I mean, do... I think there's three parts. The first one is just, here's my melody. The melody just came. Oh, there's more than that. Then there's the thing Sam said, which is, I better record it before I forget it. So that's step two. So it's, you know, at least you're going so far as to say this is good enough, so I should keep a record of it. And then the third thing after that is, um, is this worth taking to a finish? Mm-hmm. That's another judgment. You go, all right, I've got this melody. I've, it's still there. But is this, am I, because for me, when I'm, uh, as I'm not as skilled as Sam is as a professional, um, or, or Simeon maybe, but for me to finish a song, it's a lot of work. Mm. I'm going to be working on it. I'm going to be trying all these different options. I'm going to be taking forever with all these different performances. The mix is going to take forever. So it's a commitment as to whether it means enough to me to take this melody, which is very easy for me to find, and that I can really, I mean, I come up with songs. They've got lyrics. They they seem like this would be a good thing uh, to finish. And I have songs that are, 20 years old mm-hmm. that have full lyrics um, where I've worked on them, where I've rewritten the lyrics 40 or 50 times and gotten everything perfect in terms of the lyrics. And I've often started performing them and recording them, but they are not finished. And uh, the only thing, there are just sometimes I make that choice to go on. But in, and Last week, I'm, I'm doing a series of videos, and they need a theme song. So I just played it, and I did it. It wasn't hard uh, because there wasn't any choice in terms of should I use yeah. this or not. I, mean, right. I had to use it. The dead videos had to be done. So what I did was what it is. And somebody else might look at it and say, well, that's not good enough. But it is what's going on my videos. And, you know, it's going to be the theme song for all of them. Mm. So um, I think people who actually make music for a living have a special pressure on them, uh, which is similar to what Simeon said, that if I asked him to do something, it would change the process of coming up with a melody from him just being alone. And it's the kind of thing that I think Sam is going to address and teach in his course because people who have to come up with music mm. that makes that makes that transforms things that makes mm. it different and it takes it away for them from what it is for me which is play mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely right. the, yeah. the fact what? of completing like what you're talking about um i've um i'm i'm working on something right now that that really inspired me to um okay so 2000 came and um, my wife and I have like a daily, um, daily reading, daily, daily scripture of the day. 
like a, a calendar. Every, every day had a different, um, you know, Bible verse for the day. And I thought, well, what, what about uh, if I write a song for, e- for, for each day? So I, I challenged myself. So every day, starting at January 1st, uh, woke up, we had our devotions. I went in the studio. I did a song from start to finish that day. Boom. And I did it up until the middle of February. Every day I did it. But the problem is they're still sitting on the hard drive. And it's just like, uh, and, and it's like, okay. So now we fast forward 21 years later and I'm revisiting that. I'm going, well, why, why didn't I do anything with, with those? And it's, it's like the parable that, uh, that Jesus talked about. Somebody had, you know, five talents and, and three and then one. And it's just like the guy that had the one just buried it in the ground. And that's where I find myself a lot because it, it is that, um, it's that isolation where you are the uh, chief cook and bottle washer, you're the producer, the musician. So you are not really answering to anybody but yourself. So somebody's not, it's not for somebody, it's for you. And so it's the, um, it's like, is this good enough to, to finish, to share with, with the world? Because it's very vulnerable because it's, um, it's very, it becomes very personal to you because it's something that you've, you've kind of done from start to finish, but it just takes that extra step, you know, to just, you got to just get it out there. And like what Reed was talking about, you can, is the mix good enough? You can spend so much time in the minutia of everything that it never gets done. It never gets completed. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be interested, Sam, as well, just to, to know <clears throat> how to get from the spark to the wildfire to contain it. And then just to release something, you know, mm. something from start, from spark to finish, uh, pretty much. Well, I have um, a belief that I think a lot, and I don't know if you, you fit in this, read. Uh, I definitely do. I have a belief that a lot of artists are very good at the spark. They're very good at coming up with things, so paintings and stuff. It's just producing it. That's the big, big challenge. So what I'm interested in, it's not just to create the ideal structure because that doesn't exist, but as some kind of uh, get out of the way because my structure, the, the what I'm interested in for myself, it's not about you know being rigid to some kind of thing. It's really giving a, a playground. I'm trying to do everything so there's nothing in my way, so I can have as much play as possible anytime I need it, which I won't. But more of that. That's that's the whole goal yeah. of it. It's supporting that role because I do think it's different from just you know I'm just playing at home because I really love it. You know, I love to play with my kids. I'm not being paid to take care of kids. You know, I love to play with my yeah. kids. So I think it's the same thing. Uh, you know, if you have to write music for something on on Wednesday, or you just want to play around, I think that's. Well, know. I worked for the last twenty years hmm. as a publicity writer, and uh, anybody who knows me, like who follows me on on social media, knows I am the world's fastest writer. So I'll write these long essays every day. And I've been doing it a lot lately. And so they'll see this huge essay, and then on Monday, another one Tuesday, another one Wednesday. another. So it's just like talking to me to write these things. But wow. when I was hired by a film company to do an essay, I said, I, one thing that was firm with me is I needed two months. <laughs> I would not accept the job if it was less than two months. I had, a, I said, you only need two things. You just have to tell me. You have to prove my fee, and you have to prove the two months. And 
I said, I'm a really slow rider. Hmm. And so the difference between, obviously I'm anything but a slow rider, but I never turned in any copy that wasn't a 70th draft. Wow. And so, you know, writing for hire meant I would try something, I would throw it out, I would try, you know, I don't need to get into that because it's a music uh, thing here. But the process no <laughs> actually doing something for hire was very similar to the kind of thing that you are doing when you do things to a finish. Mm -hmm. I, I was ruthless with it in the amount in waking up every day and saying, what's wrong with this? Tearing mm -hmm. it apart mm -hmm. and coming back to the next day, what's wrong with this? Mm -hmm. How could this be better? And doing that for two months. And the only reason I ended after two months was that was the deal. That's that a good I deal. I, I agree with that. You know, <laughs> I, I, I would have kept going. Mm -hmm. I could do it infinitely. And, and that is the problem um, with music for me. And even if I'm doing, um, I was working on a version of Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, which is a piece of music I really like. And I bought this Asian library called Jade Ethnic Orchestra. And I worked on that forever. And so for me, the whole process of the finish, which I guess is something that will be addressed in other videos or we have addressed in past videos you know the spark to me is play it's just so easy and i'm so fast with it and and when i say spark i mean the whole thing beginning to wow. end mm. you know uh um and i remember i did i was playing i was playing around with bohemian violin and i just started playing something and uh I liked it. So I said, I better record this. Um, and I would think, here's another tip you could give to people. In addition to recording on your phone, you might want to pick a piece of software you like that you can easily program chords into. So yes. for me, it's band in the box. For somebody else, it might be easy keys. Just something that you, in very little time, you're really good at it, um, and you can just put the chords to your song into it, and it just plays. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I did. I made a quick arrangement in Band in the Box, and I pushed record, and I played the Bohemian violin, and that's what I put up on YouTube mm -hmm. the first time I played it. So. Wow. And yes, I did some editing, and yes, I added other. I added a, an accordion to it, but I had an idea. I played the whole thing, mm, and yeah. the only thing I did was so. There's that other thing that people could do, which would be to put chords in from another program, and that might help them get a step further, um, because you know some people they need chords to give it. Um, some kind of establish a structure to the thing. <clears throat> you know, I know when I started playing music, it was just first songwriting was just with the guitar coming up with a chord idea, and then it flew from that. Mm. You know, I think all of us we work with the instrument that we play. I mean, Sam has his voice as one of his instruments, and the piano is one of his instruments, and yeah. and Simeon, I think you can sing completely with 
with your piano. It just yeah. comes right out of you. Yeah. So yeah. I think if you play an instrument, that might have something to do with the way your spark works. I mean, what do you guys think of that? Oh, absolutely. And I was going to get to that. I'm not saying there is a right way here, but I definitely think if you have an instrument, a tool that can get your your what you hear in your mind quickly, that's very important. So if you are very good at an instrument or you're very good at a doll or a virtual instrument, that it's obviously very important. And for me, I want to say that's that's the support structure for me. You have something that can that can uh, make it easy for you to get out of the way. Uh, I just wanted to mention again, it's a little bit uh, sort of a cliche, but it's interesting. Two composers, uh, Mozart and Beethoven, roughly around the same time, uh, very different approaches. Uh, Mozart was kind of, you could say, spark composer. You know, he didn't edit anything. He just basically wrote everything done. Wow. And yeah, it's pretty bloody amazing actually if you listen to some of his music when you really think about this guy just wrote this once like he had it in his head obviously so you could say he worked it out there but he also had tremendous talent and he really knew how to play uh, several instruments and so you know probably had um, what do you call it a genius I would say yeah oh. yeah he was a genius but then we have Beethoven who's equally a genius and you look at his manuscripts and Jesus Christ <laughs> he's been scribbling and removing and fixing and changing he's been working at it like a maniac until he is done with it you know after sort of so he probably heard things in his in his mind but he's always working it out and and you know you can't really argue who's the best composers they're both very interesting guys so just two one of the interesting ways. things that i saw on an old movie about john philip sousa of uh, the stars uh, uh, stars and stripes forever mm -hmm. um one of the scene that just really stands out in my mind he's he's coming uh he's on a ship and he's on the uh, on on the uh, on the ship, looking out at the ocean. And all of a sudden, he starts hearing the stars and stripes forever. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just hear a melody. He doesn't just hear a certain part. He hears the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's just so incredible that that you know. And the same like with Mozart. Uh, yeah. And you know, and I can I hear like I call it I guess the ver the orchestra in your brain. Um, and it is it's fascinating. And sometimes I'll, uh, you'll, you know, you'll have these beautiful dreams where you'll hear such symphonic uh, music, and it's just amazing. I, I just wish sometimes there was a way that you could plug your <laughs> plug your brain into into a recorder because um, some of the things that uh, that that you hear, uh, and it's and it's so um, it's so transient, and that's mm. why uh, like what we're talking about, you know, it's a spark. It's just like that. And then, and it's 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 there, and then it's gone, and so it's that that I think we're all talking the same thing is that mm. the the value in just capturing capturing that. Yeah. Um, Except for but, I could never hear orchestral. You know, that's just yeah. I'm yeah, not and, trained yeah. enough to be able to hear all that. I can only hear something very simple, like a monophonic melody line. I, I know what so you're I, saying. I, I know I I am not disagreeing with you, but I still want to say, can you hear in your head? Uh, a musical piece that that you've heard. If you heard Mozart on a record player, record player, I'm old now. Can you hear it again in your head? Yeah. So so course. then you can, and that's what I, this is the same trick. I, I say this to my voice students, like, oh, I am tone deaf. No, can you hear? You know, twinkle, twinkle, little star in your mind. You're not tone deaf, and this is sort of the same idea. The problem here is, if you're interested, is the the know-how, the the practice. For example, I I don't know this, but I think Simon, you seem to be very quick on your keyboard. 
So you can probably hear five chords and yeah, these chords, and you play them immediately because you have the know-how, you have practiced that. You you have talent, obviously, but it's, you know, it's practice skill. Um, I, it's my, just memory. It's it's like yeah. muscle muscle memory. But you couldn't um, do this probably when you started playing piano. And my, my father is equally oh, yeah. good. You know, he's very good. He just hears the song and he plays it immediately, the chords, right? And I can do similar things. But that's because we have worked on those skills. Some people have it when they're born, seriously. But it's more a uh, practice skill. And that's what I'm trying to say, that you can hear it in your mind. You just haven't worked on it. And most people haven't, you know, and it's not easy. That's, yeah. This is really cool. Yeah. I, I was going to say something. I, I don't know. I don't want to. I started to feel like, I hope I don't sound like I'm analyzing Reed here, like psychologically. You know, it's like, why don't you finish? You know, because <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. that at all. Just, I, just I, relax <laughs> and uh, tell us about your childhood. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. no but I, I just thought, uh, I can talk about myself and maybe you can chime in there if you want to. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm a worthless perfectionist. It's very difficult for me to finish something because I can tweak the hell out of everything. And as you know, with DOS today, there's so many possibilities. So restrictions is one way there. But uh, when I finish something, when I have sort of mixed it and mastered it and I sent it out, it's not done. <laughs> it's just, I got to stop somewhere because I know myself and I don't want to go crazy. So, you know what I mean? It's just, I've sort of found an acceptable limit. It's like, okay. It's done enough, you know. I feel yeah. that with every piece I do. Like, oh, I could have done that better. It's finding peace with yourself mm-hmm. about where it is when you let it go. And the point that you can listen to something that you've done without picking it apart. Um, when, when, I've, when I've found myself just listening to something that, uh, that I did and just to, being able to enjoy listening to it without saying, oh my gosh, I heard, uh, I can't believe I left, I did that. Um, it's just that self that self-constant, eternal self-analyzation. Um, and that is, that's very difficult for me. And that's why it, and that keeps you from finishing things a lot of times. You're auditing, you're self-auditing all the time, uh, oh, editing. Um, it just reminds me, sorry, but I really want to add this because um, I have worked with my voice for many years, but I remember my first voice lessons for real. My te- I, I thought, yeah, I'm a pretty good singer, right? I mean, I know instruments, I can sing, I can get a pitch, you know, all that stuff. My voice teacher records me the first lesson. I didn't want to sing again for three weeks, you know, because just oh, yeah. hearing yourself is like, oh my God, I'm, I'm absolutely worthless. And just to build on that, I sometimes sit and play with the piano. I really love it. And I, and I feel like I get in an emotional mood, a state that I love. It feels so good. And I thought, you know, why not just record that? It could be interesting. Maybe somebody else will like it. And I had such a great time. I recorded myself playing. And then I listened back to it. And it was like, there was no magic there. I felt it's very strange. Maybe it was, but I hearing myself as if, yeah, hearing it back, it just uh, lost the whole thing. Oh, the terrifying thing, yeah. the most terrifying <laughs> thing that I remember uh, the first time in a studio is uh, when, I, when I sang on a track and you're in the control room and the engineer presses the solo button on your vocal and yeah. you hear it just raw. And it is just, it, it, you, you never get used to that. Uh, and, and the reason is, the reason is it's really kind of cool because um, when we're talking, we're hearing our voice from inside of ourselves. And so when we're listening to it coming from the speakers, it's coming from outside of us. And so it, that's why it sounds so, so crazy uh, because we're so used to how our voice sounds to ourselves 
And then when it's coming back at us uh, from the outside, it, it's, it's, it's just a totally different experience. So it's just like, it doesn't, doesn't even sound like the same person. Um, no. it's, uh, it's interesting. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, Sabian, I don't know, you have said wonderful things, but I haven't really, how you capture your, what you, uh, if you go in detail with your process, spark oh, or not. My goodness. <laughs> Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see. Yeah, that's, uh, we're going to, uh, if it works see. out, we're going to see Willy Wonka uh, tonight. 50th oh, really? anniversary of Willy Wonka and oh, the Chocolate yeah. Factory with Gene nice. Wilder. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. Yeah. So so that's, that's one way I get my spark is being uh, experiencing uh, things like Willy Wonka and uh, that type of thing because that... It, and, and experiences, life experiences, uh, is is like the fuel for my for my spark. Uh, the first time on the seventy millimeter screen, uh, seeing Julie Andrews spinning around in that field and hearing those those first notes of uh, the hills are alive when I was in elementary school. Um, uh, see, uh, you know, being with your whole middle school class. Uh, and seeing Star Wars for the first time, hearing John Williams. So, so those moments uh, are like the, uh, I, I guess you would say, the virtual woodpile uh, that, that is just sitting there waiting for, for that spark to come. And the spark sometimes can come um, by playing a chord. So you're playing that B-flat chord, and instantly you're, you're back at the Star Wars intro or, um, you know, <clears throat> anything. And so a note can trigger it. A, chord. a lot of times when I'm just kind of uh, playing around, you know, the, the actual chords or the, 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 you know, C sounds different than F, A flat sounds different than D flat. And each one of them create different um, emotions and things. Um, one of the coolest things I think that really, really helped me uh, was when Piano Tech, when I first started using Piano Tech and I discovered their MIDI player, uh, I discovered that it was listening all the time that I, I was kind of doodling around. So I would just uh, sit. I didn't even know it was doing it. And I would just sit and I would play, play, play. And then I would see all these MIDI files show up. I'm going, wow. Um, and so a lot of things that, that I've done have come from just sitting down, like what Reed was saying, just sitting down when you're relaxed and, and, and playing. And that's another thing. I think we've got to get rid of the stigma. There's a stigma... Uh, about that word play. Uh, there's nothing wrong about playing. Uh, I, I think, you know, well, all you do is play. All you do is you're just playing an instrument. So, but it's like, yeah, we're, we're playing, but it's really, it's a lot more than just, uh, it's a lot more than that. Um, but I really love the fact of being able to capture things because like I said it before, it's just like the mist in the morning. It's there, but, but as soon as the sun comes out, it's gone. And it's just like finding some way to, put that in a bottle somewhere or, or to capture it or to, you know, not let those moments uh, pass away. I, I really feel like that we are like radio receivers in a way because uh, there is so much, there's so much going on out here that we just are not uh, fully aware of. And it's just really interesting uh, how you can just walk, be walking outside and, and you'll hear a, hear a bird singing and it sounds like the Dick Van Dyke show theme, you know, um, uh, there, 
yeah, or Beethoven. We've got a Beethoven bird. You know, you know, it's just like it's everywhere. It, music and uh, potential sparks are everywhere. But mm. um, yeah, I, I can't wait to to see to see Willy Wonk on the big screen. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, and and the other thing is just man exposing yourself to um, to opportunities to to put beautiful things into your um, into your arsenal, like going and seeing a live orchestra. Uh, I guess when one of my first encounters with the orchestra was with, um, and this was man a long time ago, over thirty years ago. I saw the Vienna Boys Choir with the uh, Louisville Orchestra, and that was very beautiful and profound for me to to see to see those things uh, and to see the orchestra playing on the stage, and you're watching Star Wars on the big screen. Those are really um, fascinating moments uh, so uh, yeah so life be be a part of as much live performances as you can as you can go uh, and then not just uh, restrict yourself to just one uh, genre of music necessarily just open yourself up to uh, to as many opportunities as you can because what happens is it'll come out because uh, what you what you've experienced with me uh, I, it comes out somehow uh, and all it takes is a little note here or there, and, and then it's just like it opens a floodgate, and here I am going into something uh, magical. Uh, so um, thanks it's, for it's adding this. Yeah, that's because I kind of almost sometimes forget the, what I call the beauty part, uh, and I really it's so important. You know, it's good to have support that I'm talking about all that, but but yeah, it's to see beauty in life, and and I think it's something I sometimes forget and I work on. For example, uh, once I used to every night I used to say five to 10 things that I liked about a day. It, it seems oh. cheesy, but it was really helpful for me because I can sometimes get into my moods, you know, to so just remind myself, you know, there's some good things to be thankful for today. And uh, and that's really advice. If it sounds silly to you, then you should do that. <laughs> really. Well, because, like yeah. last Wednesday, uh, last Wednesday, it was the peak of the Perseid meteor shower. We're watching the news. We, you know, we all have our routines. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, so, so, um, our routine is usually about uh, eight o'clock. We'll we'll watch uh, an, an, a classic episode of Andy Griffith, Dick Van Dyke show, or something kind of fun, and then we'll watch the news, and then we'll have popcorn, you know, and go to bed. But then the weather forecaster said tonight is the peak of the Perseid meteor shower. About ten forty, the moon will set, and you need to go out and and see if you can see it. Yeah. And I thought, man, that sounds like an interesting thing to do. Uh, and so. Breaking out of the box, you know. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm 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 laying out on our on our wooden deck, uh, and and my wife is, you know, Debbie's right, right there, and we're just laying there on 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 the deck, uh, looking up at the sky, and all of a sudden, you start to see these meteors just shooting wow. across the sky, and it is just, it is just amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just like you've got to break out of that those routines because you're going to miss something. Um, you're going to miss something beautiful because things are happening all around us all the time. And it's like, we've got to be intentional uh, to take advantage of that. And it was Absolutely. something that I would never have traded for anything. Um, yeah. You know, it's, well, it's a lot of fun. Now, but you're so right. I mean, uh, sometimes when you're stuck, you sit there and like, I got to create this music, you know, that no, get out, you know, move, do something completely different, enjoy your yeah. family, enjoy the nature, whatever it is. You're absolutely right. The, the beauty part. And I need, I need a reminder of that. It's something that it's not so easy for me. And I, I think it's super, super important. And also you said, try different genres. Yeah. More play, more silliness, you know, write something, 
maybe if you write orchestra, you know, try it in in uh, what do you call it, hardcore metal instead or reggae. I don't know. <laughs> just seriously, because it it breaks your ideas. I it reminds me uh, many years ago I was part of a vocal. Um, I was a teacher actually also a part of a vocal course where we worked a lot with just monologues, not singing, just talking. And we worked with Shakespeare. And uh, one of the things we did was just absolutely hilarious. And I wonder how you can do this in music is that, you know, if you read it just normally, you you probably have an idea what you want to do. You have your intonations here and there. But if somebody violently at the same time throw you around or bend you in half or tickle you or scream in your ear or whatever, while you're trying to read, read this monologue, some very different ideas are coming out. And some of those ideas that came out were actually incredibly good. I never thought about screaming this word or whatever. Or, you know, sometimes it was just fun and silly. But just to break the habits we have. So a lot of the very good actors did this. And it just read, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then something happened to them, you know. Uh, we attacked them or whatever. Where we can come up with. Or, we, or they had to mimic us doing something that we did. Something silly. They just got a lot of new ideas. And I've often thought about how this can be broken in music too, because I get very stuck sometimes, so I have to break out of it. So, silliness, yeah. And I love the essays I've been reading from Reed on uh, yeah. on his Facebook about those adventures and different things. It's just very intriguing to to see uh, some of that part of that create creative process. Uh, so where do we find these essays? Are you okay saying that, Reed? Do you want to? Sure, it's just under my name. Under Reed Roosevelt and Facebook. On Facebook. Facebook. Is that a page or is it your profile? Yeah, it's my, just my profile. Mm-hmm. And it's public, so anybody who's on Facebook can look at it. Oh, nice. I mean, a lot of these ideas are not stuff that I can relate to. I mean, maybe it is the same, but, but for me, it gets back to the idea of amateur. And I... And... Um, because it comes from the same word as amorous, you know. <laughs> so it's love, it's doing things for its own sake. And all throughout my life, I worked in the film business, and it was stressful, and people were mean, and there was all kinds of things about it that I didn't like. And I tried to be good at my job and all that stuff. But I wanted to have music be this pure thing on the side and the only reason I would play it is because it made me happy and that was it. There would be nothing except for joy associated with it and I kept it in that spot. And a lot of people that I knew, um, like, you know, the director Jim Jarmusch, he's a musician. And I think at this point in his life, he prefers playing music with his band to making movies because <laughs> it's something, making movies is something he likes, but he has to deal with, you know, money and all these other things that are frustrating to him. Whereas the music he just, he just loves. And mm. uh, the last time I saw him, which was a long time ago, but all we did was talk about guitars. That was it. Mm-hmm. And because. Uh, that's just simple. Yeah. And and uh I think that that I just find this idea of doing things only because you love it. And maybe that's a reason why I don't finish stuff. I don't think I'm afraid to finish stuff. I think that what it is is that when I do some music and I think it's wonderful, I'm done. 
Yeah. I I I feel that I've I've achieved something. It made me really happy to make this music. There's nobody waiting for it. There's nobody in the <laughs> public that's going to be applauding. Nobody's going to say this needs to be performed because some of the music that I've done, I love hearing it. You know, because I've recorded it, and some of the music I've done, I've heard hundreds of times that I've done, and I really, really enjoy it. Now, whether somebody would look at it and say it was crap, that's that's okay, because it was fun for me to do it, and it was, and it, and I personally, I'm happy if I'm the only member of the audience who likes it, yeah. and anybody who you know, like, writes something on on YouTube or whatever and says, oh, I really like that. Well, that's just like a fringe benefit, but it's got to be something that I do strictly for the joy of it. And I, I do know working as a publicist in the film business that there were a lot of people who, who made movies because they wanted something else than making the movie. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be famous. They wanted people from the, you know, they wanted people to be attracted to them. They wanted all these things that the creation of this stuff could somehow do to them. You know, there would be all these rewards that they would get. And those rewards were more important to me, it's particularly as I was a publicist. I could, I always could tell when somebody wanted to be photographed for a magazine and interviewed and all of that stuff more than they actually wanted to do the work. And because people who do the work, um, they have to do it. And it doesn't matter to them. Um, if none of that stuff comes, they, they continue doing it. And it, it makes no difference to them. It's like people who work in off, 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 off Broadway. I mean, there's a place where there's a guarantee that there will never be any money from it. But it's just, so all the people who show up to do these kinds of things, they are just strictly there because they love the idea of, of being involved with the theater. They love the theater. And, uh, and there are some people who would quit if, if they didn't get something out of it. Mm. And, uh, and I know there'll be a lot of people who would criticize me saying that because if you do work, you should be paid. And, uh, and you know, don't do music for free. You should always be paid for it. But I, that's, I've never been paid for it. I never expect to be paid for it. And music has been one of the greatest joys of my life. That's and, wonderful, uh, uh, Rita. That's, you know, I, I hope it continues that way. I just, uh, not to rebut anything you say, but I just wanted to add in there, the, the hierarchy of needs. And let's say that you love making music, it's the best thing you know, but you haven't figured out another way to make money in your life. That's something else than if you love music, but you are already set with your financial needs, for example, or you have another job. Those are the same love for music, but very different circumstances. And I think that plays a role as well. So I'm very happy that you have that situation and you, you, don't, you don't have to be pressured into making music. If, and, if people are making their living off of music, they should definitely be paid oh, yeah. for every oh, note yeah. they write. But mm -hmm. if 
But it's also, I know, for example, I think I did a survey once on VI control where I think a lot of us met this, this forum, and I think almost half the people on VI control are amateurs. Half of All them right. have yep. never made, certainly close to that. Yeah, and a lot of them, uh, a lot of people who get involved with uh, music software are people who have made their money some other way, mm. and now they're buying all this stuff, mm. and they really enjoy buying all this stuff, and they really enjoy playing around with it, but they don't need, you know, to make, you know, they're just having fun. Yeah, and, no, and I mean, I'm just saying that there's a distinction. So I think that's perfectly viable. I, I love that, you know, the amateur doing it for because you love it. And I think that's extremely important, but just that there are different sort of uh, yeah. uh, needs there. And it, and it is a difficult business, music to, I, I hardly recommend it actually. <laughs> if if they're yeah. making money off of music, something like your teaching is truly essential, you mm -hmm. know, because it's not gonna come flowing. It's not playing. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to do it. People are going to need it. There's gonna be deadlines. And, and I think systems like your proposing or things that could be in your course they people need to have that that's mm. that's like air that's like food they have to have systems because people are going to demand that of them mm. that they you know the music is due when it needs to be due and you you have to do it yeah yeah i i this is just a guess i have absolutely no idea but sometimes i just imagine when i listen to a hollywood i mean our big you know uh, movie or something with a lot of money into it i i, I sort of imagine that it, this feels like a rushed job. I listen to music, <laughs> or this feels like now somebody loves this. You know, somebody loved this. Uh, I it's just a projection I have, but I sort of you know, nah, this is nothing. They just had to do this on a deadline. Have you ever felt that? Were any arts actually, uh, movies or music? Yeah. Oh yes. I mean, I I worked on Godfather Three as okay. publicist. Wow. I'm part of it, and and you know, and Coppola. He felt pressured into yeah. doing it. He didn't really, mm. he didn't tremendously want to do it. Mm. And, uh, and I think he was trying to do a good job, but it, I don't think he would have done it if there weren't a lot of people saying, you know, here's, you got to do that and maybe throwing a lot of money at him and stuff like that. And I've noticed that he recently went back to it and tried to fix it and trying to improve really. it. And I never saw him for a day not giving it his 110%. Mm -hmm. Everything he was doing, uh, um, he was never not completely focused on making every second. He was coming up with all these creative ways to surprise people and mm -hmm. bring the best out of them. And I, I said, here's a master. But oh, wow. I don't think it was the same for him yeah. as when he... Uh, but, you know, even the first Godfather, and he talked to me about that a lot, and he's been interviewed a lot about that, mm. they, he was being tortured. Yeah, yeah. They were yelling at him and telling him that they were going to fire him, and uh, mm. they didn't think it was violent enough. They brought in a violence director, oh. you know, to, to do it the right way. And, and he went to, there was a guy on the film who, I'll get back to the subject, but there was a guy on the film who was a cameraman who had worked on Midnight Cowboy, and he went up to the guy and he said, wow, you worked on that great film. Did you know when you were working on Midnight Cowboy that you were working on a great film? And here he is, the director of The Godfather. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
probably one of the greatest films ever made. And he was curious to see if the cameraman knew what it was like to work on a film. I, I guess I am off topic, but no he was forced to do that, I think, mm. or he agreed to do something that he wasn't excited about, and he did his best. But I think a lot of people watch that film and they don't put it in the category of the first two, which were... Mm. Mm. But maybe even the second one, who knows? Maybe he didn't want to do that and somehow inspiration came out of it. But I do think a lot of people that they, um, they just have to do something. And you can hear scores where you can feel a composer ripping himself off, mm. where there's the theme mm. he's used before and, and maybe he's trying to sneak that by. But you can see that a lot. There's some stuff where people will recycle. Yeah. And... And and when you have a favorite composer, there's music that they've done that just knocks your head off. Mm. And then you listen to some and it's let's skip to the next one. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. on the level of the things that are great. I feel like it happens a lot. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Simon. Go ahead, Simon. They're phoning it in. Yeah. No, I feel like it happens a lot to scripts nowadays, but uh, it's like the same rehashed material, but maybe that's another yes. story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But and it, but acting. It, and acting. Yeah. Oh, yes. Especially, it's, I don't know, sorry, I love Americans, but sometimes I feel like it's so fresh to not hear American actors because I feel like it's such a specific style. We're talking about Hollywood movies. But it's just the same lines delivered the same way. Different topic. Um, um, there was two things I wanted to say. Uh, well, I, well, Maybe a good tip to many people, you know, you should never give up on your dreams and all that. But if you, if you love music and you really want to compose and do that, go for it. But you might not need to make money on it. And, and that might really be a key, you know, in terms of enjoying it more. Because it can be very, very frustrating. You know, if, if it's possible, it's very difficult to have another job and do that well and also go into composing. You know, that's something to think, consider. Because it's a very difficult business and that money thing adds a lot of frustration to the creativity, for sure. It does. Yeah. I was wondering, unless you wanted to go on, which is fine, that maybe we have been there for an hour, more or less, almost. Uh, if you wanted to continue with this or talk a little bit about some news. I just found out something myself that maybe maybe everybody knows, but I thought it was cool. Let's move on. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. So, uh, Simeon, do you have any good news or deals or interesting this week? Or? I'll see See, you, you just asked me, and my, and my brain goes, <laughs> <laughs> No worries. Well, I can well, start this. Yeah, there, nope. uh, man. Yeah, let, let's see if Reed has some news. All right. <laughs> see what we're doing. Yeah, I've got to get my spark. Uh, I've got to kindle my spark here. Well, I can um, say something, actually, that uh, news to news. I just saw this, and maybe some people are in the loop, but I actually saw just that Native Instrument is releasing a new guitar, and... Uh, <sighs> I haven't checked it a lot, but I listened to the demos and I know it's a demo made by the company, but I'm very impressed with that. I'm really seriously impressed. I, uh, it's, it's, you know, $99, it's a cheap instrument. And what they did, I'm, I know they're probably omitting tons of stuff that you can't do, right? But what you can do, what I heard in that demo was like, this is good. <laughs> I want. <laughs> so anyways, I, so I'm going to check it out I, more I, deeply. Yeah. My favorite, I don't have to watch, listen to any demos or watch any demos. Mm. One of my favorite Native Instruments things, maybe the favorite, mm. uh, incomplete, is picked acoustic. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I use it all the time. It's in one of my videos, me performing it live. 
And uh, it's just so beautiful. And I've spent so much time playing. But you know, this is the nylon version of the same instrument, right? So to speak. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm ready. I'm there. Yeah. So I don't need, I don't need, (laughs) I, I don't need to think about it. Um, they brought out an electric guitar that interested me, a vintage guitar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was a Tele. And I s- somehow managed to resist getting that. Yeah, me too. And uh, it, I'm interested in it, but I passed on it. But this, no. Yeah, I usually yeah. don't endorse or anything. I will get it. I think I will, I will too. I, I'm as, I'm a, yeah. I love the, the picked acoustic, yeah. and I just think it's so great. Yeah, and I, I'm also I really like guitars too, so that could be it. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna check it anyway because I always do. But what I heard already, it's it's it seems really good, and for that price, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're an if you're a non-guitarist, the pick guitar, the pick picked acoustic, yeah. um, they offer two things. They offer a kind of one finger chord which has various voicings on it, mm-hmm. so you can get an extremely beautiful piece of music out of it using one finger and then they also have things where you can assign chords Mm -hmm. so it's really good for people who can't play piano Um, but you know you can turn all that stuff off and just play it Mm -hmm. Um, I think that um, I own so many guitar virtual instruments I think for a picked instrument picked acoustic is the best Mm -hmm. it's the Mm -hmm. best it sounds so... Be- I mean, most of these things are... For me, it lacks a few articulations, to be completely honest. But if you're not that picky as I am, I agree with you. Well, just, mm. <laughs> if you're playing a um, lead line, mm. then you can get other instruments that have more articulations. Mm. But if you're playing just a picked guitar, yeah. then, then I think it's fine. I don't need more than what it has. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know Orchestral Tools announced something today. Yes. Uh, a new library, uh, and I've yet to check that out. Uh, but it, but it looks like they're going to like medieval type of, uh, you know, like older instruments, like older uh, world type instruments to create different environments. So that that's going to be interesting. And uh, all I can say is uh, tomorrow, the nineteenth, uh, lots of stuff going to going to going to hit tomorrow. Uh, on the 19th. Uh, so just to keep your eyes out from uh, Steinberg and uh, Spitfire. So they're they're going to release, I think Spitfire has another one of their boutique um, recording projects, I, I think with Oliver Patrick. Um, uh, and he, it's, they've been doing this a lot, I guess. They, they come out with an album uh, and then a a sample library to go along with the uh, with the album, which is uh, which is kind of interesting. So um, that'll be that'll be fun. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and so uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing something uh, with the uh, resonator uh, from IK Multimedia. This that thing is just uh, it's like a dobro, an old uh, type of bluegrass, uh, really cool sounding uh, instrument. So. Um, that's going to be coming out soon for me, and it's going to be like uh, talking about digging that that talent out of the ground and just digging it out and getting it out there. So uh, I'm going to just be premiering one of those. Uh, I think it's going to be the January 15th uh, scripture song, let's say, and it's and 
the resonator, that instrument, uh, really kind of sparked me to be just to say, you know what, uh, this is this has got it. You just need to let this go. Uh, so uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to share with with everybody. So um, yeah, so it was keep, made keep, by keep, by by Tracy Collins of Indigenous. Indigenous. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, and, and so I I've was, had that for years. Okay, I, I wonder so, if you could get Tracy to give you the the uh, one from the contact version huh? of it and see if there's any difference. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll do that because uh, I, I don't know. And Tracy's demo of that is just phenomenal. Um, and it was it, what I liked about it was, was just the playability of it. Mm -hmm. uh, you you don't have to think about it. You just play it. Uh, you've got the bends and just the the sound. This it just it just really sparked uh, sparked in, in me. Uh, Does it have really the cool. harmony? Does it have the harmony? Yes. Yeah. And I gotta figure I gotta figure out how to how to dig into that. So it's got the harmony and, it, and then it has the strumming chord patterns that you can uh, that you can use as well. So um, it's I'm, I'm excited to see that they're reaching out to more third party developers to bring to bring that in because. Uh, it's just it's just beautiful yeah and i think they did the same thing with their um the cinekinetic and the malatopia libraries they reached outside of their normal circle of developers so they're bringing in other people and i, I think that's a, that's a great move um it's just going to make the quality of the content so much better for them so i'm looking forward to that interesting all right Reed. and talk about a list Sorry. i mean i've got a list i've got such a list of, of, I mean, and it's just like getting the spark to get started and to complete it. Um, and I think, uh, and I, I think having discussions like this uh, absolutely will, will help us to, to, uh, to be disciplined. I, and I think, Sam, what, what I just consistently hear from you is just, you know, that self-discipline, that self-accountability, that self, um, uh, which, uh, which I, you know, I'm all over the place. The, the the thing about me oh, is me I'm the kite. Um, I mean, I'm the kite, and Debbie's the string. Debbie, I mean, I'm so grateful to have uh, to have her in my life. She's she's just like okay, okay. <laughs> so you know, you're looking good up there, yeah. but uh, but like you know, and uh, and one of the things too is it's just it's just embracing the mundane, uh, embracing the parts that are not as fun but are necessary. And I and I'm looking forward to hearing more uh, from Sam about those parts that are that are not necessarily as fun, but they're equally as important and necessary for us to keep the keep that fire going, keep that that flame going, and having fun with it. So yeah, and thanks to you, I'm gonna of, add lots of fun. Thanks to you, I'm gonna add in more beauty to it too because I realize I yeah. don't have that a lot. So yes, it needs to be in there too. All right, Reed, did you want to mention something about anything you heard or? Well. Um, I just started a series um, which is going to come out. I'm going to have four episodes in in uh, September, and it's called How to Give an Interview. So I'm using my publicity background rather than music background, and it's how to help all creative people market themselves. Mm. And I'm going to be teaching a bunch of courses on there, uh, but this one I figure I could be on a year, and mm. I'm hoping I'll be able to pump them out every week and wow awesome i'm hoping that tomorrow i don't know if i'll make it but i'm going to try to get out tomorrow uh a kind of teaser for the class mm -hmm. but if i don't then i won't be able to do it for a few days <laughs> i'm um, looking forward to that because yeah, i have other really i have other duties 
Um, I just to circle back in a second to this idea of new instruments. Mm -hmm. Just want to remind myself of the first time I got a keyboard and I pushed a button and it had a split with a acoustic bass on one side and a saxophone on the other side. And then Mm -hmm. for the first time I started playing an arrangement for an acoustic bass and a saxophone. And I think that's that's the reality of things like this new native instruments thing and it's reality there are instruments that can be software instruments that can be inspiring mm-hmm. because they yes. offer you this thing that takes you beyond um, what you're normally doing mm-hmm. and uh, because while I'm a guitarist and own a lot of guitars I cannot do what these native instruments can do I can't I can't do what that's what those software instruments can do so I can make music with it that's yeah. different absolutely no that's a great point that's actually great. yeah well I just wanted to say uh, it's been summer so I've been you know doing other things I have mentioned a few times uh, I have quite a backlog and so I don't know what to say. I'm working on some things. This course is one of them. Uh, some reviews are coming up and some videos. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> can't promising any, anything this week. But uh, next week I should probably have a review up uh, of Ben Osterhaus. One, one thing yep. for, for everybody to make sure that you do, make sure that you not only subscribe to, to our channels here, but um, the the software developers and the companies that you love and that you like, make sure that you sign up for their mailing list mm. because um, there's a lot of things that they that they send to um, to list subscribers that that you will not hear necessarily immediately. Uh, so there's a lot of sales that go on, a lot mm-hmm. of new instruments that they release, and uh, so I, I just I encourage you like if there are companies that you like to follow, make sure that you are on their their mailing list. Because because it's just a wealth of uh, inspiration and and news. You want to know. You want to know. Well, if, uh, if you, you like don't want to miss a sale. <laughs> if yeah, you like if them, you like I, don't, them, I don't mind getting yeah. spammed now and then. But yes, I, I actually I agree with that. Yes, it's a good advice. Because there's like, I think Audio Imperia had a sale uh, for a few weeks. Uh, they had some of their libraries on sale. Performance um, samples. And, too, yeah. yeah, yeah, performance like samples. A massive it, sale, actually. Yeah. And then Sample Tech, the piano library company, they're having their their insane uh, sale. Yeah. Uh, I think that you can get up to 90% off some of their libraries. So wow. uh, if you're a, ma- a mailing list subscriber, there's there's some perks to doing that. Like you said, Sam, with, with mm. companies that you enjoy mm. their products with. So it's yeah. a lot of fun. It's a good advice, actually. Uh, just, you know, you know realize you're going to get emails <laughs> that's all but if you liked it anyway but anyway um don't forget to subscribe and like if you enjoy this and also if you listen to us on a podcast it would be great if on apple you give us a review or any other podcast uh somebody playing some nice music <laughs> in the background i like it uh so give us a review give us some thumb, thumbs up and all that we greatly appreciate it um, this is more or less going to be this episode, episode six, uh, as a topic I really enjoyed. So we will be back in two weeks if nothing else happens. And until then, have a great uh, evening or day or wherever you are. So see you next time. See you guys. So great to be.